Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to our midweek podcast from Avila Presbyterian Church. This podcast is a recording for Tuesday, the 25th of May, 2021. Welcome uh, to our podcast this evening. As we come together in Jesus' name uh, to praise his name and to recognize his goodness and love in our lives. And this evening it is uh, a great joy to be joined uh, on this podcast uh, by a member of our church family here in Mavilla. Uh, just a little bit later on, uh, Alistair Gordon's going to join me uh, to tell us a little bit about his story, uh, about how God has worked in his life as well. Let me remind you that uh, we are uh, back in our church building on Sunday mornings and it's great uh, joy to be together in Jesus' name. Uh, We do have some uh, restrictions still. Uh, We are asking people to wear um, PPE equipment coming uh, into the building uh, and as during the service. Uh, So if you have a face mask or a face shield, uh, we're asking to keep that on during the service at the moment in time as well. And we are continuing uh, to practice social distancing in our building as well at this time. But there is still room for others to come uh, on Sunday. And if you are thinking about coming along, please do let Brian know uh, if you're coming along for the first time. uh, If you let him know by Friday at five o'clock, that will really help us just to organise the seating uh, for the Sunday service. This Sunday, we have Paul Bradley coming uh, to speak to us. So please keep Paul in your prayers as he comes to share God's word with us. Well, as we come uh, to worship God this evening, let me read these words uh, from Psalm 65 as we begin. A Psalm of David, a song. Praise awaits you, O God, in Zion. To you our vows will be fulfilled. O you who hear prayer, to you all men will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. We come together in Jesus' name, recognising the great and lasting blessings that we have in his name. We rejoice in this. We come together this evening, recognising the joys that we have in Jesus' name. And as we do this, let us come now to our God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks, Lord, that you are the one, Lord, who looks to give us Uh, energy and hope in life you are the one lord who will direct and guide us to that way everlasting and heavenly father as we come together this evening lord we are so aware of our inability lord uh, to uh, bring fulfillment bring lasting joy into our lives ourselves lord we look for it in the world around us And Lord, we are continually disappointed. But in you, Lord, there is true and lasting fulfillment. In you, Heavenly Father, we have that eternal hope. And so, Lord, we come together this evening, 
looking to praise your name, looking to encourage one another in who you are and what it means to seek and to follow you. Lord, by your Spirit, be with us now. And we ask it in Jesus' loving name. Amen. Well, just before Alistair comes to speak to us, uh, we are going uh, to praise God with our first item of praise. It is sung to us by Jonathan Ray uh, and his family. And the piece is entitled, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Oh 
Well, this evening, uh, it is great to welcome Alistair Gordon uh, to your podcast for the midweek. Alistair, you're very welcome, um, and thank you for agreeing to be, just be part of this podcast with us. Um, firstly, Alistair, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I grew up in uh, North Belfast and in Dunkern Gardens, and I started off going to school there and then I went to the boys' model school, which is halfway up the Cliftonville Road, opposite the cricket ground. And then, then after the 11 plus, I got into Belfast Royal Academy, which is just down the road from that model school. So my whole uh, <clears throat> uh, boyhood was based around that part of the Cliftonville Road and Duncan Gardens. So you're a Belfast boy then, Alistair, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I did have relatives in the country, which I went to on holiday, and a farm. Okay. Um, like, like you, Robert, I have some experience of working on a farm. Very good. Uh, I, um, Would you went to church then when you were uh, a young time too? Yeah. First of all, uh, I went to McCrory Memorial Church, which is halfway up Duncan Gardens. Okay. And uh, then my aunt uh, was a very religious person and she used to encourage me and took me to the midweek uh, Baptist meeting, you know, in the church hall. Okay. Which is on down Duncan Gardens a bit there. And uh, I did go there midweek from time to time when I was younger. And... Uh, but mostly then, after I was about 78, my father and mother were fairly musical and they wanted me to join the cathedral choir because they oh, sang, right. sing reasonably well. Very good. <laughs> so, uh, I did join the cathedral choir about that age and uh, I stayed in it as a boy for a while and then uh, more of a senior chorister eventually until I was 15. Uh, the, and so it was mostly then the Belfast Cathedral, St. Anne's Cathedral, that I attended as I grew older because I had to go. I had to go there to practice in the choir. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was quite demanding, the time involved. Uh, there were three practices a week. And uh, they were quite time-consuming with homework to do and so on, you know. And of course... I'll give him a rugby as well. <laughs> so, so, so you were sort of, a, you were doing a wee bit of rugby and you were doing, uh, you enjoyed the singing. The singing was a big part of your life at that time too. It was. My father and mother were musical. Um, my father sang. Um, my mother was an organist actually. Oh, right. She could play by ear. So she was a very big influence, you know, in my musical career. Uh, and... Uh, if you could call it that, but I enjoyed enjoyed the music, enjoyed singing in the choir, and uh, 
we had to practice on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday morning. Right, okay. Tuesday was from five to six. Wednesday was from half six to half ten, would you believe? Because we had an hour on our own as boys, and then from half seven with the, what they call the big choir at the time. And then on Saturdays from uh, 12 to 1. Very good. And two services on Sunday. Very good. It was quite demanding. Well, I'll come back to the choir, uh, your input in the choir in a minute or two. But what about uh, just bringing you forward a wee bit? You're married to a young lady called Phyllis. Where did you meet yeah. Phyllis? Well, when I was at Queen's University in the summertime, I got a job in William Muir's and son okay. in Bedford Street. And I did a variety of things in there, including cutting some tablecloths. Very good. <laughs> uh, and she worked in the office there. Okay. So that's where I met Phyllis. And that, was, that would have been about 1963. Wow, right, okay. Very good. And you... That was my third year at Queen's at the time. Very good. So and you... I, I did study quite a lot, but I spent a lot of time with her as well after Very that. Good. <laughs> and you got married and you have a family as well of two boys yes, yes we were married in 1969 and we had a family of two, two boys one of whom has gone to Canada and the other ones are still here very good very good and how long have you been living in Newton Arts in Alistair well, well, well we, we both retired on the same date okay in March 2005 Phyllis retired along uh, with me and we thought it would be a good idea since there's no real reason for staying you know where we lived at the time the boys were finished with their education and so on so we got a got this uh, house in newton hours because we always liked newton hours we used to go to newton hours to shop them before we uh, before the boys were finished their education and we all went together to shop in newton hours so we liked newton hours and we thought we'd buy a house in Newton Arts, which we did. Thank you. And, uh, we, uh, you can only take whatever's available in the market at the time. Yeah. And look at several houses, but we weren't always up for sale, you know, the ones that we really wanted. And we ended up where we are now. Thank you. Thank you. And you haven't looked back. I haven't looked back. No. <laughs> gardening ever since. <laughs> Very good. Well, Alistair. Maybe just uh, thinking about a little bit of um, just the spiritual life and things like that. How, first of all, did you come to know Jesus as your saviour? Well, <clears throat> I really came to know Jesus in a full, full way in, in St. Anne's Cathedral. Okay. Where I spent most of my religious time, so to speak, during the week. Okay. And, uh, it just grew and grew on me, you know, in, in there. And there was a Bible class as well. Every Sunday morning from 10 o'clock for an hour, there was a Bible class in the uh, tower of the cathedral, the front. And it was taken by different people, but they were all pretty well uh, endowed with uh, <clears throat> a religious background. And they, they certainly taught us well. We did examinations and so on in there and for about must be about five years you know I spent a lot of time in the cathedral and uh, enjoyed every minute of it and I had a lot of friends 
in the choir in the cathedral. Uh, and um, that's where I first was drawn closer and closer to Jesus. And maybe a lot of the choir pieces you were singing were gospel pieces as well. Would that be right? No, it wouldn't have been the case in the cathedral. Okay. It was more, it was more sort of academic music, you might say. You know, the, the, the organist in the cathedral, Captain Brennan, it was at the time, he uh, picked pieces, you know, that cathedrals across the water sang, you know, okay. and that's where he based his main music. And uh, we had to uh, industriously learn these things <laughs> and be able to sing them just as well in St. Anne's as it yeah. did water okay. but uh it was um, different you know from the presbyterian church yeah 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 uh-huh. although i did sing in, in Curry memorial you know as well okay night you know there but yeah <clears throat> and, and that idea of spiritually coming to know jesus was it it was for you maybe through the pieces you were singing and things like that as well or you're singing yes uh, yeah. very meaningful pieces there were deep pieces yeah. Also, the Bible class, you know, uh, was very influential as well, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, passing uh, thoughts about Jesus, mm-hmm. God, across to the boys generally, you know, and they? Well, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure with the choir you were involved with some, because you were practicing so much, you were involved with some big events. Is there one particular event that, that sticks in your mind? Well, we had we, we had to go to the ordinary things like marriages, you know. Uh, and we okay. did that. We sang at marriages and we sang uh, at big services, you know, like um, the the uh, armed services for one, you know, and, and okay. the, 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 the navy and the air force uh, every every year, every so often, you know, they attend the cathedral, and there were other there were other uh, organizations that came to the cathedral, you know, and we sang at their services as well. Very good. It was always a great event, you know, to sing at these things. I really, yeah. of course, Christmas as well. Yes. We uh, around the old people's homes on Christmas Eve. Right. The choir, the, the adults as well as the boys. And we, we went uh, singing, you know, around, singing carols around their residences and so on. Very good. Eve. Well, just coming to uh, current days, Alistair, over this last year and more now, things uh, have been very different for people because of COVID. And maybe just as a Christian, if you were looking to encourage people who are finding things, are finding life difficult at the minute in time, what would you say to them? Well, uh, I was a, an elder, you know, for about five years in the past. And I used to visit people in their homes and try to encourage them, you know, and so on to, to, to strengthen their belief and to get them to attend church, you know, more often and that sort of thing. But since uh, a new band of elders uh, set into the church, since uh, the previous minister, John Carlyle, mm-hmm. retired, uh, and I, I, I must say, you know, it was a very, very uh, great encouragement to people. I, I can tell, you know, that the pr- the prayer group was a great encouragement to people generally. 
Yeah. You know, uh, and it brought them closer to to God, you know, through a difficult time, I think. Yeah. And um, I mean, we have a very talented group of prayer warriors, as I would call them, in, in our church. Yeah. Uh, one could not be... Uh, for, one could not be forgiven for not listening to them very, very carefully because they really do uh, have the, the great gifts and talents, you know, to divulge themselves of of their beliefs in Jesus and God. Mm-hmm. And they get it over to people very, very effectively, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the more people pray, the more people do go to these things and listen to them, the better it is for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and really, at the end of the day, it's a great encouragement to people. The prayer group. Yeah, and uh, I think I think you know it has increased maybe uh, since it started, and it's got really quite large really at times. Yeah. But uh, another thing too, you know, since uh, those days, I mean, the the, the um, advent of the um, the uh, what do you call it? The, the food bank, yeah. You know, the advent of the food bank is a great encouragement to people as well. Yeah. Uh, and you know they should go to the food bank, you know, to, to help them if they really do feel. Yeah. They need it. Hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should do that. Uh, so these things have been a great bonus for the church, I think, generally. So Ray, what you're saying is uh, that there there is good support here in the church oh, uh, for people who are finding life difficult. There is places for people uh, to come and find prayer that, that people will pray for them, and also then just practical support as well when they need it too. That's right. It's a yeah. great feeling for people to have those two things, especially the prayer group, you know, yeah. because uh, it does give them serious encouragement. Yeah, uh, and and it's a, it's a a marvelous thing, really. Yeah. Well, uh, Alistair, then what, what difference does being a Christian have in your life then? Well, I, I grew up with it, you know, and, and through the church as well. And to be honest, it, it makes you feel that you're really part of something which is secure, you know, in life. And it, it gives you a feeling of security as well. Uh, as, as deep religious belief, mm-hmm. and, and to be honest, uh, you're, you know it's, it's a great bonus for your family. Okay. As a whole, mm-hmm. you know, if you can all live and work together as a family uh, on, under Jesus Christ and His His principles. Yeah. Well, what I is- think I think you know that's the best thing anybody can do in life, really. And, and looking back over your, your Christian life, what, what would you say has been the biggest help to you um, over your Christian yeah. life? Well, there have been a few people that have been a big help now. In the Cathedral Choir, uh, there was a, a chap called John Nolan who was the Vicar Choral okay. when I was a boy. And he took us all in camp every year. And, you know, he took us out on tours. And, he, he, you know, he, he was a great... Uh, advocate for uh, the church and yeah. really, really helped all of us. I, I found him exceptionally helpful and uh, I became the head boy under John Nolan in the choir. 
Okay. Uh, helped him a good deal, you know, and could see what he was doing, what he was involved in and so on. And I really felt that he was a marvellous, marvellous man. Mm-hmm. He really was a marvellous man, the vicar of the world, as he's known as. He was, he was a good role model for you. Oh, he was a great role model. Yeah, okay. In sport as well, you know, he took us out weekends and we played football. Uh, it was almost like, in a way, being in the boys' brigade. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I was in the boys' brigade for a while, but I just couldn't keep it going. There was too much work to do, you know, in the choir. There's, there's too many other things happening in your <laughs> life, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, um, Alistair, uh, music's a big part of your life, and, uh, and you're going to introduce just our, our last item of praise this evening. Do you want to say a little bit about why you've chosen it and then what it is? Well, when I was in the choir, you know, I got very familiar with this piece of music. And some might say, you know, it's part of the older school of music, you know, as opposed to the Getty style nowadays. But I, I uh, always felt that I couldn't wait as I sat in the choir room every Sunday morning till I got the, 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 uh, the, the papers for what was going to happen in the service. And, and when I looked at it, I was always looking down to see, was this him on it? Okay. And when I saw it on it, I just could not wait to get out into the choir stalls to sing it. Yes. It just had that effect on me. Uh-huh. I know the harmony to it as well. And it's such a beautiful piece of music. So I I just got, I just got, a, I fell in love with this hymn. That's okay. basically it. And there are many other hymns that I liked as well. Yeah. Uh, especially some of the Welsh ones, you know, but right, <laughs> nevertheless, this particular hymn, now, if you look at the, it's, it's in the Mission Praise book as well as the Presbyterian hymn book. And there are two versions of it in the Presbyterian hymn book. We only sang, sang the, the normal version. And that was certainly good enough for me. <laughs> but uh, the... Um, the words of the hymn, there's only three verses in it with a chorus after each verse. And it's such a wonderful presentation of, of Jesus in the words of the hymns. It's such a wonderful feeling of singing the hymns with, along with him, you know, if you put it like that. And I just loved this harmony and this hymn. I loved it so much. You know, that I still look at it from time to time, even though I'm not in the choir anymore, you know. And it just comes out of me. It just comes straight out of me. Well, Alistair, I think you're going to have to put everybody out of suspense. Tell everybody what the hymn is. The hymn is, Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. And then the chorus says, Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, my hand hath provided. Thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. And I've always found all through my life, no matter what I've done, how much difficulties I've faced about things, I've always find, found that <clears throat> Jesus has always been there for me. I have always found that I can rely on Jesus 
and trust in him. And this hymn just sums that up. Alistair, thank you so much just for joining us this evening. It's been great just to hear your story a little bit. Uh, and I know a lot of people will be really encouraged with it. So thank you. Uh, and now we're going to listen uh, to that hymn that Alistair introduced. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been once again uh, for bringing uh, God's word to us this evening as we recognize uh, the, uh, the joy it is uh, to hear of a testimony in Jesus and to hear how God has worked in people's lives even through uh, these last days and the things that have been happening we continue to recognize that God is working that God uh, is uh, continuing to change and to encourage us in his name. Well, as we come together, uh, as we always do at the end of our podcast, we want to take some time now in prayers for others. 
And as we do that, let me read uh, just some more words from Psalm 95, as I read at the start. And it just says this. In verse 5, you answer us with awesome deeds of righteousness. O God, our Saviour, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the fowlest seas, who formed the mountains by your power, having armed yourself with strength, who still the roaring of the seas, the roaring of the waves and the turmoil of the nations. Those living far away fear your wonders, where morning dawns and evening fades, you call for songs of joy. You care for the land and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain. For you have ordained it. We have a God who is in control through these days. And as we take time to pray for one another, that is our prayer that we may know this God who is in control, the God who answers with awesome deeds of righteousness, the God who will direct and bring peace and joy into people's lives. Let us come to our God now in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we look out into this world, Lord, we see the turmoil. We see so much distress and hardship. And Lord, we look to bring before you through these days those who are hurting. We bring before you, Lord, those who have lost loved ones, asking, Lord, that you may continue to comfort and direct them through these days. Lord, that they may know, Lord, of what it means to rest in you in all that they may face. And Heavenly Father, we bring before you those who are feeling anxious and worried about the days ahead. Lord, we pray for those whose lives have been so changed over this last year and ask, Lord, that they may know of you, Lord, directing and guiding them. And Lord, that they may see you as the one who is in control and who has a plan for their lives. Lord, as they look to put their trust in you, that they may see a real and true fulfilment that they have never felt before. Lord, we recognise that living a life without you will always lead to destruction. It will never, Lord, bring true and lasting fulfilment. And so, Heavenly Father, we want to bring before you those whose hearts are hardened against you. We bring before you, Lord, those who continue to walk away from you. Asking, Heavenly Father, that by your Spirit, Lord, you may work in their lives. That they may see what it means, Lord, to know of your glory and power. And that they may, they may come to put their trust in you. Heavenly Father, we want to lift up before you our land at this time as well. Lord, we pray for politicians. We pray for our leaders, asking, Lord, that they may have uh, that wisdom in the, the way ahead. But also, Lord, that we may have that great confidence, Lord, that they are looking to you. They are honouring you with the things that they do. 
And Lord, that may bring a real sense of comfort and peace. And Lord, that we have that awareness, Lord, that you are working through our land. Lord, we want to lift up before you um, our uh, community leaders, Lord, here in Yutnards. We want to lift up before you those who are, are looking to serve those who are, uh, who are um, in need at this time. And we ask, Lord, that you may continue to provide and help, Lord, through these situations. For Heavenly Father, we recognise you are the one who, who brings true and lasting direction and comfort into people's lives. And Lord, how much we need this through these days. How much we need to know of the Holy Spirit working in us. And Lord, we ask all these things now in Jesus' loving name. Amen. Well, thank you uh, all for listening this evening. I hope you enjoyed uh, the podcast. Uh, um, and just to let you know that if you have missed a podcast or you're wanting to re-listen to them, that you can go back through the catalogue of podcasts to listen uh, to them again. Um, have a good week uh, and God bless everyone. Let us finish together with the words of the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.